Hello everyone, my name is Carl Hillary Okoth and welcome again to a very exciting time here at God's Wisdom Podcast. It's always a pleasure for you to tune in. May God continue to bless you, to encourage you wherever you are. So today we want to continue with our Proverbs, our podcast. Uh, the last couple of days we've been doing our podcast on about Proverbs, literally one to literally dive in and extract each and every wisdom that God has for us in the book of Proverbs. So we began with the book of Proverbs 1, 33, then we continue Proverbs 2, 3, 4, 5, now we are at 6. And if you haven't listened to the other podcasts, I hope you'll get time and you will tune in in to listen to them because each and every podcast about the proverb it's a new revelation about who jesus is and i believe the more we are and the more we unveil the loveliness and the wisdom and the grace of our lord jesus christ the more we are transformed into the same image the book of corinthians literally says that we are transformed by beholding the image as of in a mirror so we the moment we behold him in the scriptures, the moment our heart burns as we listen and as we uh, uh, engage with the scripture, that's the more we are transformed into his image. And I believe that it will happen to us in our bodies, in our minds, as the scripture says in the book of John, that uh, in the book of John, which says that, as he is in heaven, so are you also in this world. So I want that. I want as he is in heaven. Because in heaven he is enthroned above all sickness. In heaven he is not sick. He is full. He has full wisdom. He is our high priest. He is the fullness of himself. And he is also a man in heaven. And the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. And that's not metaphorical. That is the way the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. So we have to possess. And the book of Obadiah says that, let us possess. Okay, let's say let us. It says, possess our possessions. So we have possession that we need to possess. Maybe some of you are, are fighting, are undergoing treatment, are going through uh, sickness. Some of you are going through uh, debt and maybe some of you are going through something that you really can't understand and I believe that today's proverb proverb 6 literally 6 is a, is a number of of man health in Hebrew uh, I believe that today as we are going to discuss more about proverb 6 I believe there will be a key in ancient in area of your life there will be a area where you maybe you are going through something that you don't um, get through maybe by god's grace will by his wisdom we will understand and we will know god's ways because bible says my people perish because they lack knowledge they they don't know my way and god wants us to know his way and god doesn't doesn't do anything unless he reveals something to his prophets so i want you to tune in so that god may unveil his word he may unveil this season like in the one of the children of Israel of yeah Israel Jacob 
Yes, one of the children of Jacob, one was called Issachar. And Issachar was blessed. The Bible says that Issachar had knew the times. He was blessed with knowing the times in which he was living. So, and I believe that God also wants you to know the times in which you, we are living and he wants us to know his ways. He wants us to yearn. Literally in the book of Proverbs, it also, it also says that it is the glory of God to, to hide things. It is his glory. That's who he is. That is his persona. That's who God is. It is his glory to hide things. To, and it is for it's the glory of kings to unveil them. So the moment we unveil Christ in the scripture, the moment we unveil him in the Proverbs, we unveil him in the prophets, we unveil him in the story of Abraham, we unveil Christ, there is where we find our glory and our honor, literally our kavot in Hebrew. And you'll be surprised because you remember the time where the two, dis two disciples who were discouraged, they were going to a mouse, the, the walk in a mouse. And... Uh, it's Cleopas and the other one. So the, when, when they were going, actually, um, um, it, the place they were going to literally means hot bath. They were, I believe the, their spirit got so cold because they were so disappointed. We literally can see when they were speaking to Jesus. They said to Jesus that, haven't you heard what is happening in Israel? We thought that he would redeem Israel. And you can see in, in their words that there's brokenness, there's disappointment, and some of you are going through that. You, you believe that God will do things the way you thought, but it didn't happen. So like Cleopas, they were, they were disappointed by the outcome, how Christ, what happened to Christ. Haven't you heard in all Jerusalem about Jesus Christ? We believe that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. But they were, they were, their hope was cut short. But Christ actually was speaking to them, and he and he's, he told them, "You, he called them two two words that is happening to to us Christians. He, he first says, foolish and slow to believe. We uh, we uh, the moment we see God doing things in this season, we are far, we first are slow to believe. We are slow to believe that God wants us to walk in wisdom to them which, which are not redeeming the time." We are slow to believe God's ways. We are slow to believe. And God wants us to understand so that we can walk with him. We can literally walk with him in this season. But we really can't because the Bible says, Jesus told them foolish and slow to believe. And that's what's happening even today. We, we, we lack knowledge of, what God, of who God is and that nothing happens without his verdict. So he said to them, foolish and slow to build. And he started expounding to them, starting from Moses, starting from the prophets, from the Torah. He expounded to them, to the, to the songs about him. And the, after their conversation, the Bible says that the, how Cleopas said that, didn't our hearts burn, with, burn while he spoke? And this is what I believe that God wants the, his son to be revealed even in the proverbs that our hearts will burn for him our hearts will burn for his word our hearts will burn for his glory for his unveiling so today we want to do up <laughs> it's already seven minutes and i haven't begun proverbs six <laughs> so today we want to do proverbs chapter six 
verses 21. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 21. If you have your Bibles, you can bring them out. So the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 6, verses 21, bind them. Literally, it speaks about binding God's word. Bind, bind, bind them continually upon your heart. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. And I want us to, to literally have, to literally digest this first of all. It's, the Bible says bind them. What should we bind? The word of God. Aware in our hearts. And it is literally something that we need to know God's ways. Because I believe that the, when the Bible says bind God, bind them up upon your heart, I believe it's the word bind, I believe it's about filling your heart with God's word. The moment you fill your word with your your heart with God's word, there is um purifying effect there is the bible says in the book of hebrews that the word of god is active it's living and active it's powerful it's sharper than any two-edged sword so the word of god is active the word of god is literally active the moment you literally read it every single day there's a purifying effect there is a washing effect the cleansing effect that it does to your body so the, so we have to know what to prioritize first of all the moment you know what to prioritize especially which is the word of god the more time you'll save the more active younger and the more you'll experience health in the book of proverbs it literally speaks about how the word of god is health to them that find them and to and actually this is something that we are looking for People are people usually do exercise for their health. People literally do good dieting for their health and they want to live long. But all this is found in God's word. So Bibles, the Bible says bind them continually, not once and for all, once in every month, continually. Every single I believe every single day, if you can, read God's word. And there is a symmetry in which we can understand the the about the word of God, and every single day you can you every single day when the children of Israel were in the wilderness, you can see God was supplying daily manna. He was supplying to them daily manna, and He was giving to them the bread of angels. The Bible says He was giving to them the bread of angels, and it speaks about listening and taking in God's word into your heart. And God wants you to take in God his word because his word is all that you need. And your soul, the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 311, that your soul was made for eternity. You can't fill your soul with material things, with things that money can buy. You can only fill your soul with eternal things, which is the word of God. So, Listen to God's word. Bind them. Bind them is literally something that you you ought to do every single time. When the word is being proclaimed, you prick up your ear to hear them. If you have a notebook, you can write them down. So, because it's your life. The words that God speaks, it's life. Amen. 
So bind them continually upon your heart. So the question is, how can we bind them continually in our heart? I believe by seeing, by seeing God's word. The, more, the heart literally speaks of, when the Bible speaks about the heart, I believe it speaks about the imagination of man's imagination. And the imagination and the heart is literally connected one to another. And God wants you to continuously see his word. The moment you are in a trial, God wants you to see that you are in the king's valley. The Bible says the first time valley is used, it's used, and uh, I believe it was about Abraham and while he was in the valley, the Bible says that it was the king's valley. And the moment you're in a valley, you have to know that there's a way through. God provides a way through. You have to see yourself. You have to see God as a good God that you are in the king's valley. You are in the valley because you are a king or you are a queen, you are a princess or you are a prince. And the moment anything bad happens, you have to see yourself in the context of God's word. Like you, the, when you are maybe... Maybe maybe you're feeling sick or worn out. You have to see Christ stretching out his arms and saying that, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. You have to see, bind them continually in your heart. You have to see them continually. And I believe there is a time when Abraham was so discouraged and he was tossing to and from, from in the bed. And God literally told him that, come, outside and see the stars and the moment he saw the stars and God said and God said that that's how your descendants will be God had to reshape what his what he was seeing and that's what God is reshaping through his word to you today he wants to reshape what you're seeing he wants you to say let the weak say I'm strong he wants you to look your mouth your you he wants you when you're feeling sick to know that you are strong he wants you to know when you are you are having luck that he is your provider. He wants you to focus differently on how you see your life. Amen. So bind them continually in your heart. It's not once and for all. It's continual. You have to see them. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water whose leaves shall not wither. You have to see yourself as a tree planted by the rivers of water. Every single day, you have to see yourself as one who is highly favored of the Lord, one who God dearly um, protects and loves. Amen. You have to see that continually every single time. And that's, I believe that's the reason why God changed Ab Abraham's name to Abraham. Because Abraham means exalted one. Abraham means father of many. And it wasn't so long after God changed his name to Abraham that he, he got his son. It was literally, I believe, one year then he got his son because his name, the name changed. So God wants you to see differently. He wants you to have a different name. Don't see yourself barren. Don't see yourself single. Don't see yourself... The Bible says he calls those things which are not as though they are. And God wants us to walk with him. That's how he walks. That's how he sees things. And God wants you to see how he sees. He wants you to talk how he talks. Amen. So 
bind them continually in your heart and tie them around your neck and when you tie maybe you have a necklace in your in your neck wherever your your face goes sees that's where your your necklace goes to i believe so that's where it faces and god wants you to always have a revelation always see him next to you like you tie him around always remind yourself always remind yourself always remind yourself that god loves you that through the cross you are forgiven through the cross you have been bought through the cross you have been accepted in him you have to see yourself amen the moment you see yourself is the moment you become you see first yourself in the word and you see the redemption that has happened the price that has been paid at the cross so why why all this why bind your bind them continually in your heart tie them around your neck the main reason is because 22 gives us the answer proverbs 22:6 the next verse it says when you roam they will lead you when you sleep they will keep you and when you are awake they will speak to you and i did a study about this was in hebrew about roam sleep and awake and these are the action we literally or figuratively or unconsciously do when we roam and when you actually the word roam in hebrew the first time the hebrew word roam which is hadal oh no which is hal i believe is halak i didn't i didn't okay the word room the first time it's used in the bible is is it is used in the context of a river the in the book of genesis the, there are, there were four rivers and one of the th- the third river was called had hidalel or hadalel so the fourth river it was used in the context of the fourth river how it the, the, it roamed and it speaks about when you are un- un- unsure you are unsure of the path you need to take in your life maybe in your career maybe in your calling in your ministry you are you are unsure you're, you're not sure which ministry you ought to do you're not sure which path you need to take next and it speaks about this river called hadalel and god wants you to know that the moment you prioritize his word the moment you see his word this thing will happen the moment the when you roam god's word will lead you and i believe that the when god leads amen i believe that when god leads you'll be sure so you'll be taking the first step but god has already orchestrated this your way and it speaks about when when you you're not when you're not sure of the next step god promises that he will lead you he will lead you and in the book of exodus the word lead it's used four times naka used four times and it's used in god's tone and the first time it's used is used by well when god leads in the book of exodus the second time it's used when mercy leads the third time it's used is used when the cloud leads 
And the last time is used when a man literally uh, is leading, whom which was Moses. And the Bible literally speaks about how Moses was leading, and the, actually the angel of God was be, before him was going. So it all speaks about God is the one who is orchestrating, and God is the one who is leading. The word nakah. So the moment you are unsure, the word the Lord will lead you for sure. He will lead you. And when you sleep, sleep speaks about the time you are at rest. You are so vulnerable. You don't, maybe you have bad dreams. They will keep you. God's word will keep you from bad dreams. They will protect you at night. And people usually sleep at night. Literally, in the darkest time, the word of God will keep you. And the word sleep also is used in other contexts about your sexuality. God will make sure that your sexual purity is kept amen you and your wife god will make sure why the time you can remember abraham abraham a person who was justified by faith and the time he went to gerar he lied about his his wife sarah to abimelech and that night god came to abimelech and said you're a dead man return to that man his wife and literally who abraham is the one who lied from the beginning to start with abraham is the one who lied but god protected him he was justified before the eyes of god so even in your own mistake god will keep you pure he will protect your wife or your husband the moment you prioritize god's word from he will protect your husband or your wife in sexual purity amen and the the last time it speaks about how when you are awake they will speak to you when you are awake literally uh talks about the moment you are aware of everything that's happening all around you and god says that he will commune with you he will commune with you the time you are aware of his presence he will be there with you talking to you and god literally wants that for you he wants to protect you he wants to protect your family he wants to keep you to lead you and to speak to you and i believe the moment we continue seeing his word in our eyes seeing his faithfulness seeing him the moment you continue seeing the finished work of the cross not uh going in our own righteousness but his righteousness the moment we co- continue seeing his righteousness the more we will be changed the more we will tra- be transformed into his in unto like his glorious image amen so may you continuously have the cross the the finished work in your heart continuously see that you are blessed because of Christ you are favored because of him you are redeemed because of the sacrifice at the cross of Jesus Christ continue seeing him and you'll be transformed likewise unto the same image and if you believe it eat with me can you say amen today amen so may you have a nice time and tomorrow we'll continue with our proverbs and if you want us to pray let us pray together father we thank you for this time We thank you Lord for those who have listened to your word. We pray Lord for protection, for revelation, 
for grace upon their lives. I pray, Lord, that you may continue to pour out your love, your peace upon them. May you guide them in everything that they do. In the name of Jesus Christ, we do pray and believe. Amen.